Hello, sustainable friends, and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic, and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, civil society organizations, and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, Talks for short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time. Let's act, Africa. podcast titled Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond. Today, my topic is Africa, don't get left behind, my Dubai trip. Now, I'm always fascinated by forward thinking, development, and I strive to apply myself and situations in which I find myself to the latest development, albeit sometimes I must admit something quite far-fetched. But now I'm engrossed in artificial intelligence and the world of opportunities and endless global challenges it can solve, or at least begin to research into and strive to alleviate. My quest for development spans over three decades. However, over the years of working in public, private, international, and national non-governmental institutions, the opportunity to work and partner with international organizations and provide sustainable development tools, advice, and relief to the world's most needy during various outbreaks, such as um, AIDS and HIV, Boko Haram insurgency, the gender inequality in the education space, clean water shortage in rural areas, the empowerment of young boys and girls, just to mention a few, means that I always cloak myself with a positive mental outlook to life especially the sustainable development space. And so you can imagine the glint in my eyes when watching um, the CNN news in my hotel room some weeks ago in Dubai. There was a short reel on the United Arab Emirates new digital economy strategy and the formation of a digital economy council headed by the Minister of Artificial Intelligence, Omar Al-Olama. And what tickled my ears the most was the thought process and forward-thinking nature of the council. And if only imagine economies in Africa and indeed stronger economies in the global north embrace this notion. I'm used to myself at the time when listening. But for some context, oil was discovered in Dubai in 1966 and it was first exported in 1969. And so the UAE became a federation of six Emirates um, in 1971, Abu Dhabi being located in the largest and wealthiest of the seven Emirates is the capital city. And Dubai is one of these Emirates. So in my mind, I'm thinking about what happens in Africa. You see, most of the oil producing countries tend to take the wind out of my sail when I think about a myriad of reasons why things could be better on the continent. But I digress, and let me go back to the digital economy. 
So is there any reason why the African continent cannot be at the forefront of similar strategies, given that Africa has the highest number of youth in the world? You know, in terms of public, private, and international universities, the continent churns out millions of knowledgeable, cross-class graduates with limited jobs available. And this is what led to the Japa syndrome in Nigeria, where um, a lot of our youth, you know, after studying, traveled abroad, you know, for greener pastures, you know, to get jobs. And the truth is that the syndrome is across the continent. What the UAE have recognized is that COVID has changed work, working patterns, and the lives of many who had to sit back and take stock or review their lives, think about the quality and the well-being for themselves in the aftermath of the pandemic. And so remote working seems to be the glue between various resource persons and organizations, you know, to attain the status of at least boosting or some measurable return on investment, while other organizations seem to crumble under the heavy weight of the pandemic, government bureaucracy, and the financial global meltdown. The UAE boasts of a remote work applications office. Now, the number of UAE government officials and decision makers and the collaboration with the private sector leaders is set to of kickstart this logical agenda for remote work, remote education, and remote healthcare. And for me, I feel this is commendable. I also feel this can be mirrored across the African continent and indeed the world, so that in the language of sustainable development, no one gets left behind. What strikes me is the strategy for the UAE, which it's it, 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 it's clear that it aims to double the digital economy's contribution to UAE's non-oil GDP from 11.7% to over 20% by 2031. The Emirates, they have very clear objectives around artificial intelligence strategy, and they want to become world leaders by the year 2031. And so in order to implement this vision, there has to be rigorous dedication with clear steps and a roadmap to outline the path to this success. And so I, I feel it's noteworthy mentioning that the forward thinking means that they've aligned with UAE's Sentinel of 2071, and they want to make the UAE the best country in the world by 2071. That's commendable. That's something that I think we all should just sit back and have a look at think about this strategy and see how you can either come together, collaborate, and think about ways that various governments can come to, together and just go through the different AI technologies that are there, see how they can be implemented in different sectors, you know, across the world. And this can also revolve around energy and tourism, education, health, and the list goes on and on. But I want to take time just to quickly mention of the artificial intelligence strategy. And the first one is they want to build a reputation as an AI destination. So remember already for a lot of people that travel to Dubai, um, a lot of them just go for holidays and shopping. And that's what it's known for now. And forward thinking now they want to be known as an AI 
a destination. They've also seen that competition in, in, in terms of assets, uh, they've identified priority sectors and they want to increase the UAE competitive assets through the deployment of AI. They also want to develop a fertile ecosystem for AI. And I guess that's where that remote working comes in. They also want to adopt AI across customer service to improve the lives and government. That's where everyone seems to be going now. You know, a lot of technology companies, e-commerce companies, that's the way forward. And also to attract and train talent for future jobs enabled by AI. So that's where I believe the remote work comes in. You know, they're looking for coders and we need to take them on board and give them visas to come and work with them just to make sure that they, once they've identified this talent, they can train them for future jobs in AI in the United Arab Emirates. And also they want to bring world leading research capability to work with targeted industries. So after identifying those industries, then they go out to world leading research bodies and get them to bring in. And I'm sure they will collaborate with institutions as well. They aim to provide the data and supporting infrastructure essential for them to become a test bed for AI. So that means everybody would know them for that. And then testing can take place there for any AI device or systems um, that will be required, not just for the UAE, but for the world as a whole. And then also ensure that strong governance and effective regulation is in place, which means that obviously various departments, legal departments, um, Chamber of Commerce and the likes um, and also probably, you know, United Nations rules and regulations. A lot will be looked into just to make sure that across board, all the, the governance and, and effective regulation is in place just to make sure that they don't fall foul of, of any rules. I think a lot of nations need to sit back and see how they can look into this, see how they can diversify, especially the oil producing countries and stop um, relying so much on oil. You know, there are other industries, the agriculture that they can look into, technology, health that they can look into, partner with other countries, provide AI solutions, um, and practical things that can be implemented across the different sectors in various countries. So my topic today just revolves around this. It's a short one, but it's one that is food for thought for me, and I hope it is food for thought for a lot of people that will be listening to my podcast. But I must say, you know, with this in mind, I did visit the Museum of the Future. So I'll put some pictures up in my space so that you could, could see what that looks like um, when I visited that place in, in, in Dubai. I also went to Legoland, but that was just for me. But I think I'll conclude by saying that we we all need to sit back as nations begin to set up roadmaps, especially for our youth in the AI development space, and, and, and look through the world lens and contextualize the different challenges and opportunities that are rife on different continents, especially the African continent, and see how we can begin to partner and collaborate and work with others so we don't get left behind. Um, we need to identify why the youth are leaving the continent, you know, in droves and going elsewhere to look for jobs. And also what kind of synergy that we could have with others in, in areas such as health and technology um, in a bit to begin to reduce challenges that we have 
not only on the continent, but worldwide. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast today. It's just me sharing what I found out when I traveled to, to Dubai for something else. But then I, I, I knew that listening to the CNN piece, I needed to go and do my research, which I did. And I really found it quite interesting. So do take time to share my podcast with your friends, family, and anybody who cares to listen to what's going on in the AI space. And I look forward to sharing some more insights with you next time. Do take care and bye-bye. Thank you, Sustainable Friends, for tuning into today's episode. And we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental, and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, you don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa. 